Does your financial advisor take the time to really listen to you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation changes? When you work with Edward Jones, they focus on what's important to you. You'll work together and use an established process to create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And they'll partner with you to help your strategy stay on track. Visit edwardjones.com or stop by the office of Todd Nash in Coralville, Jeff Rudolph, or Scott McGill in Iowa City, or Travis Whitmore in North Liberty. Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing, member SIPC. Joining Tommy Lang, it's Pat Hardy from hawkfanatic.com. No nonsense today. Not no. much time for nonsense. No, no. time No time for drifting. No? Well, there is. There's probably going to be about 40. I mean, I figure we'd have each of the guests on 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. I mean... Does that, does that seem long enough? Oh, they in your... can go till noon for all. Yeah, actually, we yeah. don't care. Yeah, there's yeah. Times where and Rex wanna... is going to be late today, so, so we go fast noon. There's times where you want to get out of here, though. I mean, you yeah. get, well, That was at 7. 11 o'clock. We already had the lunch menus. Yeah. Yeah. 11 o'clock, you get antsy sometimes. Yeah. You want out of here. Yeah, I want my lunch. I get it. I we had it. the lunch menus at like 6.30 this morning. Yeah. The kids actually know what they're having for lunch before they go to school. Oh, so he's back? Oh, he's back. Oh, he's He's back. He's back. He never left. <laughs> oh, that's he was right, just dormant. He's, he's on your show a lot, isn't he? Uh, song of the week, once a week. Okay, <laughs> song of the week. But yeah, we've got Vicky Brown, Iowa volleyball coach, at nine fifteen. We have Brittany Brown, former Iowa track star, at nine thirty. I gave her the number to call and do. Then Lisa yeah. Lucci at ten, and it's perfect because like field hockey starts their season on Thursday. But Brittany Brown's doing this run and jumpathon at at City High Park, right? Yeah, run jump, run jump throw. Uh, City Park, it's going to be on the 27th, which would be, what day of the week is that? That's two days. That's That's Friday. Friday, Friday. yeah, Friday. Six o'clock at night Just a Shelter 5. Just something to bring kids out to do... To learn how to be active and get, I think yeah. that's just. I saw that on Twitter, and I'm like, you know, if we could help her spread, because I think that's a great thing for the kids. No, it really is. And we're all about the kids. We are about the kids. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Goofy kids. <laughs> Where would we be without kids? I don't know. But I just thought that was really cool that she's giving back to the community. I'll be in the home because of the kids later on. Yes. And it's, well, <laughs> It's no mystery that, you know, obesity, I think you can, you know, weight is an yeah. issue. And yeah. getting kids active, young, and what have you, I think that's no, a good. It should be. A good idea. They spend a lot of screen time, and it's not always. So you know, do, do they still, I mean, I'm assuming they still have recess and stuff like we do. I remember yeah. we'd have an hour of every day of school where we would go out and just knock the hell out of each other. An yeah. hour? Recess was, a, was about as long. Well, it was lunch recess. You had that. that you know, was we had period. three recesses, I think, at one point when I was in elementary school. We had like a morning recess, lunch, and then we had like an afternoon one. Then I also remember gym class. We were like, you know, we were running. Oh, we I got were, screwed. We, we were, just had like 15 minutes for recess. And yeah, we, but you only had the had one room enough. schoolhouse. We so. had a whole hour for lunch and recess. And, yeah. and I just remember going out and spending tons of time and then going back to class just filthy and sweaty. We, lots of times. Yeah, I they never got to shower. I mean, it's just we lots would of, play marbles. You ever play marbles? No, 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 I was never into marbles. Video games, marbles, no. no. <laughs> video marbles isn't video. Did you ever play tetherball? <laughs> no. We played tetherball, but no, we just I just remember We can't we played games you can't repeat on the air. The one where you have to tackle the guy with the football. 
Oh, um, smear him? Yeah, smear the person. We did that. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes if it got too rough, though, teachers would come out. But we used to do that a lot just on our own. That yeah. where you throw the football up. And that was always the best, strongest guy. Loved that game because no one could tackle him. No. Especially if you're a guy like a – there's times where you'd be get one of those games and you're a bunch of sixth graders and all of a sudden an eighth grade guy shows up and just lives his life. <laughs> you know, there's a big difference between sixth and eighth grade. Yeah. Hello. Hey, Pat. <laughs> yes. Governor Reynolds is so dumb, she thinks run, jump, throw is what you do when you get caught drunk driving with an open bottle of whiskey between your legs. <laughs> okay, there's some time for nonsense. Oh, there is. A little bit. You're still still riding this wave. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'm not seeing any resistance yet. He's pushing you, though. No. The other day I listened, he called in like four times in like ten minutes, but you laughed each time. (laughs) It's like a sitcom. As long as it delivers, you're okay. Well, what are you going to do? What's the worst sitcom of all time, in your opinion? Something that was promoted big time. Hello, Larry. turned out to be a complete dud. Hello, Larry. Don't even can't recall it. What's that? That what? was the one that McLean Stevenson left Mash to go do. Yeah. Oh, okay. It was gonna be such a big hit. He was for a him. morning radio guy. Okay, I yeah. don't remember it, but I'll take your word. That was like I in never, the seventies. Yeah. I never watched it. I don't know what I never watched it either, but I just know that it is kind I of don't like know. famously. The one that gets really uh, smeared a lot is My Mother the Car. Yeah. And I don't remember that one. It's a talking car. It's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, Jerry Van Dyke and his mother dies, and she comes. She's reincarnated as a car. (laughs) As a car. His car. As his old car. So is it better than Mr. Ed? (laughs) I liked Mr. Ed. Well, at least Mr. Ed was a a living creature that could Didn't you like Mr. Ed? Not really. Why didn't? How couldn't you like Mister Ed? Well, first of all, when he I was, played for the Dodgers. First of all, I wasn't. <laughs> he slid in. He slid in the hole, and all you see is these horses' legs. I've, I've seen some of it. Just never caught my imagination uh, like Andy. Now, was it made before or after Andy Griffith? Uh, during COVID. I've had just like a chunk of something down here. Don't mind me. Well, no, he was made during. It was sixty-one to sixty-six. That's it better. was on CBS the first. The first so right year, at the same time. It was on CBS that followed Ted Max Amateur Hour. Yeah, it just never worked Wow. Out. On Sundays at 4.30 our time. How about any show on Fox in the last 20 years? And then went to years? syndication for five years. I wouldn't know because I don't watch Fox. When's the last time a sitcom on Fox did? I Married mean, with Married Children. Married with Children, probably, That was right? the last was one it. I watched. That yeah. was the last one that was successful. Unless you count Family Guy. Well, yeah. I mean, I've watched yeah. a few of those. Because we've talked about that Family Guy bit where they run down when they were canceled for like five years and they ran down every show that got canceled since they got canceled, and it's like a minute. I'm not a junkie on Family Guy, but there's times where I've watched yeah. it and laughed. Yeah. yeah. And there's times <laughs> you've watched it and cringed, probably. I mean, the, the, the cast is interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you like Brian Moore or Stewie? I like Brian. I, I, I relate to Brian Moore. I like Brian because here's a dog that has... It has sex with, uh, you know, beautiful women. Beautiful yeah, women. Beautiful yeah. women. Uh, Drew Barrymore. And then he'll become, you a know. A dog when he has to. Yeah, he's a dog. He'll leave skid marks on the carpet if he <laughs> yeah, has to. Yeah, he wipes his butt on the carpet. Yeah. He eats vomit. <laughs> you imagine? <laughs> I'm sorry, I have to eat this. <laughs> it is one of the. Is it a paradox, Captain? What? It just doesn't make sense, does it? I don't know. I'm not allowed to watch it with Jazz in the, no. in the room. <laughs> just. <laughs> or she'll just stay him, just stomp upstairs. I can see that. <laughs> yeah, the dog, the dog, will, you know, all of a sudden, you know, the dog becomes a dog. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> they get him a car. Can, there's one where he's in the back of a van and can't stand upright. <laughs> yeah. Just little things like that. Yeah. 
It takes an imagination. It does. So, and before Coach calls in, on a sad note, of course, the Charlie Watts one is really sad for a number of – and I don't want to sound cl- – he sort of – I know he had issues. He had health issues. But he was also 80. Yeah. He sort of just also – what was it exactly that – did he die of? Was there uh, they one? Just, his heart. His heart just gave out. Yeah. It's not, he, uh, had a, uh, he had an operation. He, he was having some heart difficulties. Yeah, I mean, he's 80 years old, and uh, it's just... It just it's, and uh, he went through, uh, but it wasn't that long he was doing heroin. Back in the 80s, I think. Well, the 80s, Hunter was, would know more about this than yeah. I would. He, oh, he was addicted to heroin? For I don't know that he was really addicted. He was doing it. He was doing it. That, I mean, that's 40 What's that, years. Hunter? Mid-80s. For yeah, for a short time, and then he got he experimented. off experimented. Otherwise, this guy was the cleanest he was, he was of their, all of them. He was their stabilizer. Yeah, and he was married, what, 67 mm-hmm. years. Yeah. I mean... And he hated traveling. He was like, it's yeah. weird, what is it with drummers? John Bonham, Charlie Watts, they hated touring. The minute he would get done with the tour, he would call he, her he, every... I'm coming. Every night, yeah, and the minute he'd get done, he'd be home. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... But no, just sad. Yeah, I mean, the last week and a half, we've lost Charlie Watts and Nancy Griffith. Yeah. I've been watching a lot of Nancy Griffith. Her, um, her version of "Well, I'm all, right, I'm all right" with the crickets. She did that. I didn't realize she was on David Letterman as much as she was. But there's a, there's a tribute of her that's an hour and twenty three minutes worth of her songs and interviews with David Letterman. And man, I, I listened to it a whole time on a walk the other day, and oh, she's got some great songs. But her version of Buddy Holly's that, that it's incredible, and the crickets played with her. It was from 1996, yeah. and she—I didn't realize she had cancer and breast cancer in '96 and thyroid cancer in '98. Yeah. You know, so but, no things. I mean, but Charlie Watts—you're going to lose. You know, we're going to—we're oh, losing all the. Well, you only live so long. So what did God want with Charlie Watts? God uh, wanted a somebody to just make a racket. <laughs> I think because you hear Rolling Stones, you almost I, I, think immortality. You do. That's yeah. the because other thing. when they, I thought yeah. about it after he died and said, "Well, he was eighty, and they were about to tour again." It's hard to make the Stones jokes <laughs> yeah. about them just being yeah. able to live on forever. But yeah. well, let's get Alrighty. let's get into it. Hello, hello, Pat. Yes, is this Vicky? Yes. How you Hi, doing? How's it going? Good, Coach. You've got Tommy Lang and Captain Steve here. We're going to talk a little bit of Iowa volleyball. Things are. Getting ready to kick off in the Big Ten Conference. Just talk about, I mean, just your your hopes and aspirations, what you think you can accomplish with this team, and, of course, how hard it is to win in the Big Ten because I've been looking at the conference, and, man, it's just loaded top to bottom. Yeah, so um, we're excited to get started with the season. Um, this is uh, the most veteran heavy that we've been. Uh, which is actually causing, uh, giving us a lot of options in each position. Mm-hmm. Um, and because we have the, uh, the different options, it's just raised a level of play in our, uh, during our practices. So if your practice level can go up, then your preparation, your skill building will continue to go up. And so uh, we've had a really good preseason, and I'm excited to get started with Coastal and Duke um, uh, this this Saturday. Um, the big thing with, you know, going into the conference is you want to create opportunities uh, through your non-conference tournaments to not only uh, find success and, and maintain a rhythm, but you also want to challenge because that, that is our conference. Mm-hmm. Um, we have <laughs> uh, the Big Ten t- 
traditionally sends six to seven teams into the NC2A tournament. Um, that Final Four could easily look have could easily have two um, Big Ten teams in it. So the competition is it's an everyday uh, challenge because uh, as you continue to get better and you start getting the wins then now you have an even bigger target on your back. Everyone is trying to fight to get 10 or more wins mm-hmm. in this conference because that's how you get to the tournament. So um, I'm looking forward to uh, the senior leadership that we have and Courtney Bozzario, who's uh, coming back this year, and she um, former first team, all big 10, and uh, all region, all Americans. Uh, so really excited for her um, and things that she's picked up over the summer and, and during the preseason. Um, we have our two senior middles, Hannah Clayton and Amaya Jones, who've pretty much been a starting middle at some point of their entire careers for us um, in conference as well. Uh, and then we have Maddie Sligo, who's going to be um, our, you know, she's libero for us. She's put in the work. Um, all three years to earn this opportunity, so we're excited for her. So with the kind of experience that you talk about, how much easier does it make it for you and the coaches just to deal with the day-to-day operation? I mean, COVID's still a factor. That's another thing I wanted to ask you about. But with all you named a lot of veteran players, names that are familiar with Iowa fans, how much easier does that just make the day-to-day? It makes it a lot easier. Um, You know, the first day coming in, uh, we – uh, for a report day, we were talking about our theme of how uh, us as the staff saw the season and how we were going to present that um, to the team. And uh, literally, Courtney Bazario shows me her notebook. We have been talking about the exact same thing um, all summer. So it's, it's just a great sign of how in sync we are with the team and, and what our mission is this year. Um, and it's that comes with an experience of working together. And so, you know, we had our two years, one of them definitely been through a pandemic. And I think it's a testament that you learn a lot about yourself as a player, but then you also learn how to create a different working relationship with your coaches. Um, are we still going through COVID? Of course. There's, um, as the, I'm sure everyone can see, there's new mask mandates, there's new policies that are being um, inputted. We're, we're all going through the same thing here. Um, so it's the good thing is we, you know, we do have experience going through a season. You know, there are some teams, Division One programs that didn't even have a season. So they, they're going in with no experience. But we have that experience, and, and our players are diligent and, and determined to make sure that they're doing what's necessarily necessary to keep themselves safe and isn't this going to be your first season in the new arena with fans able to attend yeah 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 so we were in extreme arena during the uh COVID season um and you know thank you to our parents they they tried hard but uh we we had a, a really good showing um uh turnout at the the scrimmage on saturday and just to see that we weren't even at full capacity and can feel the difference. We're looking forward to being in the arena this year um, and and have that support from our community and, and our fans. How much of a difference can atmosphere make in volleyball? You hear about it a lot in basketball and football, but in volleyball, the tighter quarters there with fans closer to the court, how much of a difference can maybe an edge that can give you guys at home? Oh, completely. I, I mean, you know, our, our bench does a good job of cheering on our 
players, but just imagine having uh, that additional uh, 12 players plus staff, but then add on over 2,000 fans. Uh, talk about the momentum, maintaining momentum going through the finish, the end of a set to finish it out. It's it's a complete, it's a changer for every. It's a big change. It's a great addition, and we're we're so fortunate that we're able to have that this year. Vicky, you were saying earlier that your team is handling the COVID, all the protocol. Real, can I assume that means most of your players are vaccinated? Can you share that with us? Uh, I I cannot share how many are vaccinated and things like that. I just I I can only share that. Um, each player's intent is to be healthy and keep the team healthy. So is it COVID for you guys? Obviously, is it as much of a talking point now as it was a year ago? Or have, have you sort of moved on and you're trusting the protocol and everything that allows you maybe to kind of free yourself a little bit from it? How do you handle that balancing act? Um, we, we really make sure if we have announcements, like we don't completely uh, start off with, hey, got some things to talk about today, because they, they tend to hold their breath. <laughs> like, oh, God, they're about to cancel our season again. Like, a little bit of deja vu for last year kicks in. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, that aside, um, we just really go in with the understanding that anything could happen at any moment, mm-hmm. just the same way, and, and compare it to other moments, like if a player goes down with an injury. Like, obstacles are going to always be part of a season, especially if you're trying to do something that traditionally has never been done. And so for us, we could put names to different obstacles that are, are potential. Um, one being COVID. So it's really about we address the obstacle as it comes. We move forward and trust that our program is solid enough to work through that. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, I want to ask you a volleyball kind of an on-the-court question. You hear a lot in other sports, football, oh, they play more of a wide-open offense, basketball, they're more fast-paced. Does volleyball, I assume, have contrasting playing styles, and how would you describe the style that you're teaching at Iowa? I think, like, um, you know, this it was an Olympic year, um, and, you know, for our fans and, and uh, that watched a little bit, there, there was a great display of different styles. So you could go faster set um, and, and speed things up a little bit, or you could go, you could change your locations on set. Um, but for the most part, it's really just about executing um the main, the meat and bones of 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 your of your of the game. So good passing, good serving, tough serving, and um, really having range offensively. What you can do when the ball comes to you, um, now- and you know, for us, you know, I, I played overseas, and and I've I'm more of a international style of coach um, as far as systematically how we do things. But, you know, every coach, and myself included, kind of takes from different parts of the game. So from beach, from men's, from women's, um, different countries. There, there's so many things that you can – I've kind of put together to format um, my philosophy, okay. I guess, with, uh, with training and things like that. Um, and, you know, it works within the system. It works with the recruits that we've brought in. Okay. Now, yesterday we had the announcement of the Big Ten ACC Pac-12 Alliance, 
And I know that in volleyball, we've already got a Pac-12 Big Ten challenge, but have they told you how that might affect your scheduling going forward and years ahead? No, uh, we haven't uh, received that. Have, we have not dived into that part of it as much yet. So, um, so right now we're just finishing out our schedule. I believe uh, uh, it was said in the announcement that they're not going to do anything to um, get into any dilemmas with already established contracts. Um, so, you know, we're just going to go into knowing that this season schedule is set. Um, and, and, and move forward and, and see what uh, January of 2022, when it comes to structuring our schedule, what that looks like. Well, Vicki, thanks. We appreciate your time, Tommy. You got uh, I just else? want to mention that the home opener, if yes. I'm reading this yes. correctly, September 9th in the Seahawks Series Tournament against Syracuse. Is that correct? Yes, okay. uh, that's correct. We're doing a Thursday, Friday, Saturday uh, match schedule. We'll hold Syracuse on the 9th. Um, at 6 o'clock, and then we have Ball State at 7 on at Friday the 10th. And September 11th, we have Iowa State at 7 o'clock. So definitely pick one or come to all. So it's all kind right. of an opening weekend, really, everyone. for volleyball. Yeah, no, and nice. I've heard great things about the arena. Thank you, Coach Vicky. We appreciate yeah, it. Thanks. And um, good luck this year. We'll be in touch. Thank you all. Have a good one. Yep. You too. Iowa volleyball coach Vicky Brown. I think I called her Coach Vicky. I'm yeah. sorry about that, but <laughs> I, w- I was, couldn't decide if I wanted to call her Vicky again or Coach the second time, and I just I just went with both. Yeah, you did a hell of a job in that. Yeah, interview. you were right. incredible. Thank you very much. I really thought. Well, I did carried. a lot of research. I know you did. Part-way. You're like Mr. Haney in the Green Acres. The part where you turned her volume up was great. <laughs> Wait. What do you, you want from me? Happy. What yeah. do you want from me? That's all you need is like three guys going at it, and I have no idea. I was kidding. Anything about volleyball? I was kidding. Well, do you think I You can spear it. You think we do? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I'm a volleyball savant. No, she's in a tough challenge. It's a really tough conference. Hey, let's face it. Iowa volleyball hasn't been very good very much. Well, when you say the extreme arena, I know. I think that can help. Yeah, I do too. Yes. And it's just. I've not been in it yet, and I'm uh, looking forward to it. You really I've have heard to. heard people just say it's really cool. It is. I mean, it seriously is. If we could just get rid of this stinking virus and start living normal yeah. again. I mean, Well, people would get the shot, but, you know. I Trump know. tells them to get the shot, and they, they boo, boo him. him. They boo him. Poor, poor guy. He can't <laughs> yeah. win. Yeah. Where's he going now? <laughs> I mean, the, the anti- shot mentality is stronger than it looks like the Trump worship for somehow, which I never thought we'd see that. And then it it comes out uh, yesterday. Oh, he never should have pulled out of... uh... Yeah, he, he was the one that pulled out. Yeah, I mean, let's, yeah. let's yeah, back to Hawkeye sports. It's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. You know, break it down. Break it down. That <laughs> alliance is falling apart. On the other alliance, I wrote, I wrote a column, and you know, I I don't have a problem with what the Big Ten is trying to do, which is really nothing. That thing yesterday, I you learned know, less I about it. Okay, yeah, I'm not. It was mind numbing. I didn't get it. I read your article, and it, it, they I, didn't say anything. I, and I, yeah, they just said. But that Kevin Warren had, I don't know what the word is. I don't want, audacity's a little strong. But Kevin Warren actually said that, oh, well, no, we're not, this isn't being done as a reaction to Oklahoma and Texas. Yes, it is. They well, wouldn't be, do- I mean. Well, why wouldn't it be anyway? I, well, yes, it's obvious that this is why it's <laughs> happened. The Oklahoma, that sent shockwaves. No one saw it coming. And the Big Ten is reacting. But to act like you're doing this and it's just only a coincidence, it's just, 
It's, I use words like disingenuous, yeah. and I thought they came off a little self-righteous. We're trying to save the sanctity of college football. Yeah. This is academic about academics, well, too. Well, you yeah. know, there's, <laughs> yeah, like Dick Captain can't said. really can't talk about academics. No, well, or just integrity. That was another thing yeah. they seemed to be pushing. I mean, and I mentioned that in my column. I just, the Sandy Barber, the AD, basically saying we want to keep like-minded universities who have a que- Meanwhile, 10 years removed from a scandal where you're, yeah. pre- I mean, just... I just think it's well, and, that's hypocritical. And Michigan State and, and the, Ohio yeah, State, yeah, and Michigan Ohio State, and yeah, it, it just the Big Ten's in no. And I don't believe the rumor that the Big Ten supposedly turned down Oklahoma because they're not part of the AAU. No. If they did, then they're idiots. <laughs> no, they. You know, I don't believe that. You don't. They but did. it's out there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think the Big Ten feeds certain well, people media. Are taking horse to warmers. I mean, well, yeah. true, but I do think the Big Ten has certain main media national media sources that they kind of turn to to spread their message. You know, if that's what sources are telling them off the record, they got to write about it. But I think sometimes, but yesterday I listened to, I didn't listen to the whole thing because at one point, um, about 40 minutes into it, I turned and smashed my head against the wall and it hurt. (laughs) So I quit listening, but it was just, it was, it was nothing. They had no answers for anything other than, well, we're really looking for it. But what it's basically going to mean is the Iowa state series could be in trouble. And I think that's, Unfortunate. I mean, wouldn't you rather play Iowa State and, as opposed to, like, I always use Washington State and Pullman, yeah. a Friday night game in October in, in Pullman, Washington? There is, a member, there is a part of the fan base that does want to get rid of Cyhawk and play these games against other Power 5 Oh, I teams. know they do. I know they do. And I'd I be do. interested to know what it, the real But under these circumstances, is. I wouldn't like that. But Yeah. Hello. Is this is Brittany? This, um, this is Brittany Brown. <laughs> Hi, Brittany. This is Pat Hardy. I appreciate you Hi. calling in. We got Tommy Lang and Captain Steve here on KCJJ Radio, and I appreciate you coming on on short notice. I saw a tweet about what you're doing Friday at City High Park, and I just thought it was really cool, and I think we need more of it. And I'll just kind of let you explain it to our listeners. This is former Iowa track star Brittany Brown, who's going to be hosting an event Friday at City High Park, and you kind of take it from there, Brittany. Brittany Brown. Um, I give you a little background on me. I'm a five-time Big Ten champion, 11-time All-American at the University of Iowa. Now I run track professionally for Adidas. Um, this weekend, I'm hosting an event um, called One Run Jump Throw. Um, I'm hosting it on behalf of U.S. Track and Field. It is a free event. It is an event that allows kids to be introduced to the wonderful sport of track and field. They will rotate um, throughout sessions of running, of um, jumping, um, throwing, um, you know, to get a little splash of each event. There's so many events in track and field. So, um, so a lot of um, current University of Iowa athletes will be there volunteering um, so if they want to see them or whatnot, and it's a free event. Um, <laughs> it starts at 6 p.m. at City Park. Um, follow the balloons. We are at Shelter 6 or Shelter 5. There will be balloons. Um, I'm doing a little free giveaway at the end as well. I have some little kid shoes. I have some stuff that I have collected throughout um, this season of, like, batons and water bottles, stuff that – you know, I can give away. So, um, yeah, it's a free event. Kids kids ranging, age ranging from um, 5 to, like, 14. But older kids can come as well if they don't know much about track. This is a great little intro, mini-session intro. 
And yeah. <laughs> it's also a great way to get kids active and just talk about the importance of, you know, at a young age, learning to be active and, you know, how, how fun it is to just to move. Yeah, definitely. It's um, super, super important for kids to be active, especially um, we're coming out of COVID and, um, you know, like interactions and social part of, you know, kids' development is so important. And, you know, this is a small event. And um, just being active helps. It just makes you feel better. <laughs> I always tell people, like, I love my job because it's one thing, like, after a good hard workout, when you know you killed it, it just makes you feel good. So um, even some days where, like, the workouts are hard, um, it just still makes you feel good. You know, the, the blood flowing, mm-hmm. the endorphins, that runner high feeling, it's real. <laughs> it's a real thing. And if you can get kids introduced to it at a very, you know, young age, then it will be awesome. And I know you didn't grow up here, but you obviously you went to college here and you seem to be really connected to this. You train here now a lot, don't you? Yes, I train here at the University of Iowa. I train under Clive Roberts. Okay. Um, I am originally from Southern California. Um, I'm a California girl in Iowa. <laughs> I, I've been here since 2013, so almost eight years. Wow. Um, I know, right? So what is it about the community? What, what, do you, what is it about the Iowa City community, though, that makes you feel so comfortable? Because you could train anywhere at your, at your level. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can train anywhere. That's the one thing about my um, profession that, you know, people don't understand that I can train anywhere. Um, the... Iowa City community has been so great to me, um, especially even after World um, in 2019 when I won the silver medal. Um, they asked me to come on the field, and, like, I felt really supported and really, you know, welcomed mm-hmm. um, by that, you know, coming on the football field at a game and having them introduce me. Like, I felt really – I felt really supported. And um, – you know, there's something about um, something said to be something that needs to be said about small town um, cities and you know college towns, especially the Hawkeyes. Like they're diehard fans, so um, I just love the the camaraderie around you know me and the sport, and it's a good feeling. <laughs> Well, and obviously giving back to the community on Friday. I think, like I said, I I think it's a really cool event. And again, what time does it start again on Friday? It starts at 6 p.m. on Friday. I have a registration link. If you would like to yes. get that, you can email me at bsbrown2211 at gmail.com, or you can just go to my website, Um All that stuff is on my website. It's on my social media. It's on my Twitter. It's on my Instagram. Um, and if not, if you can't find any of that stuff, just show up. It's okay. <laughs> I'm not going to tear you down. No one's going to tear you down. We, we love the kids. We love, you know, support. And it'll be a good little, I know everyone's going back to school. It'll be a good little, um, good little break for the after school, sure. you know, chills or the nerves. So it'll be a good, it'll be a good little time. <laughs> so people can just show up because I saw a message on your, uh, on the flyer that said registration is limited, but people can just show up. Yes, registration is limited, um, but we haven't had a lot of people register. So 
at this point, anyone can just show up. So okay, well, hopefully this will help. Hopefully this yes, will help spread yes. the word because, like I said, yeah. I think this is a I think this is a great event. And Captain, you're the weather. What's the weather supposed to be like Friday? It's supposed to be actually. Uh, there's a chance of storms during the day, but at night, okay, well, it's look. supposed to clear and uh, uh, low 70s. Okay, well, it looks like the weather's going to cooperate, Brittany. I think it's a great event, and I, I just shared the links too on the KCJJ Facebook and okay. Twitter to your website. So, so hopefully that will help spread the word. Too. And good luck with it. I, we all appreciate what you're doing. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. I think it's the first time I've been on a radio show in Iowa. So well, you did well. <laughs> well. You're on the best one. You did I mean, well. Hey, con- and continued success ah, in track. Okay, well, great. <laughs> continued success in track. It's, I mean, it's amazing what you're accomplishing. Thanks a lot. Thank you so much. See ya. That was cool. That was. Yeah, and like I said, it's go to KCJJ's Facebook or Twitter. I just put the link to her website on there and. You could sign up and learn about the event, what time, where to go. Keep in mind, when you asked me about the weather yesterday, a slight chance of some brief shower. And it's been raining ever (laughs) since. (laughs) So you're blaming Mace. You're just throwing Mace under the bus. (laughs) I'm just saying what... He's on vacation, actually. He's not well, we're it. lucky now. It's, it's been since I woke up around 730. It's mostly just been sprinkling. This, this helps. I can't believe we're talking about too much rain when a week ago. Yeah. I mean, it's just. Oh, I, I'm not. I don't there's think no in between. Yeah, we no, got, we haven't had too much. In but fact, we well, be nice uh, to, some parts have. It'd but, be nice to space it off a little bit and not have it just be yeah. torrential. The flash flood warning is in effect for southeastern Iowa, northeastern uh, Keokuk, and northwestern Washington counties. Uh, locations for the flash flooding: uh, Williamsburg, Wellman. It's almost like there's you mean, North English. It's, it's like, a, it's like a, a staged yeah. event. Parnell, Kinross, and Holbrook. It's, it's yeah. like, the, hey, we're staging floods. We got yeah, one. Yeah, and, yeah. No, and I feel for the people impacted. I'm just, I'm just kidding. Hopefully, it's not going to get real, real serious. Does it? What are they saying? The the degree of seriousness, Captain? Are we looking at like homes just being underwater? Well, it's is it it's that a bad? warning. It's a warning, and. Uh, Uh, This includes highways Interstate 80 between mile marker 217 and 228. Good luck to all those people. And there's just no moderation in the state, is there? No. When it comes to the weather. No, there really is. We go from drought to just floods. Okay, our next guest is at 10, right? 10 o'clock, Lisa Salucci. We got to take a break just so we can just exhale. Well, this important call, this very important call. call. But then we got to exhale, right? That was just a lot. Yeah, that was a lot to cover. Hello. Hey, Captain. (laughs) Yes. Come here, Reynolds is so dumb, she thinks North English is what they speak in Minnesota. <laughs> so, on that note, <laughs> yeah, we'll take a break. 1-800-800-ROSE 1-800-800-ROSE, your FTD florist, is the only number you need to know to send flowers anywhere in the country or Canada from anywhere in the country. one 800 800-ROSE. It's so easy. Just remember one number. 1-800-800-ROSE. Your FTD florist. 1-800-800-ROSE. Remember. For a gift that your loved one will treasure for a lifetime, find it at our family-owned jewelry store in Iowa City, Pertin and Stocker Jewelers. We can show you diamond engagement rings, colored stones, fashion jewelry, and watches. Our jewelers are on site, so we can design jewelry for that special person in your life. We are Hertine and Stocker, serving Iowa City and the surrounding area for three generations. Hertine and Stocker Jewelers, downtown Iowa City, and HertineandStockerJewelers.com. Ask for Willa, Terry, Tim, or Kate. One of us is always there. 
Over the years, car keys have gotten extremely complex. Mike's Lock and E Keys for Cars can generate the most technically advanced automotive keys on the market today. Mike's Lock and E Keys for Cars can produce most conventional transponder, sidewinder, and remote-headed keys. If you've lost the keys to your car or simply need a duplicate, call 330-9185. Mike's Lock and E Keys for Cars has the technology to keep you on the road. Call 330-9185 and schedule an appointment today. You see the same people there greeting you, and they know you. I think of my cell phone. There's not a big distinction there from family to customer. Deary Ford in Iowa City. That kind of relationship that goes deep. Taking care of you, taking care of your vehicle. It's just that growing list of friends, frankly, that uh, that's kind of been the big payoff for me. The ownership experience is going to be four or five plus years. We have to be there for you. Deary Ford in Iowa City. See why people choose them over and over again. DearyFord.com. GT Car, owner of Supel Siding and Remodeling, offers service and quality that is unmatched in the area. At Supel Siding and Remodeling, their trained professionals will install and guarantee the products used in any size job done. Regardless of the project, Supel Siding and Remodeling will stand behind their quality products and installation with exceptional customer service. Whether it's a window replacement, a kitchen remodel, or a house addition, our employees are committed to quality. Visit sales at suples.net or call 337-2246. Car won't go into gear? Call Premier. Premier Automotive in North Liberty offers full-service mechanical auto repair, in addition to being Eastern Iowa's most trusted name in auto body repair. Use Premier for all your auto repair needs, brakes, oil changes, air conditioning, diagnostics, transmissions, or preventative maintenance. Whether you hit a deer or your car won't go into gear, see Premier Automotive in North Liberty. Don't let just anyone take care of your smile. At Diamond Dental, you can expect compassion, expertise, and a personalized care plan to protect your teeth for life. With more than 30 years of combined experience, Dr. Forbes and his staff are prepared to tackle even your toughest dental problems, leaving your smile healthy and sparkling. Diamond Dental offers a full range of general and cosmetic dentistry as well as dental treatment options for snoring and sleep apnea. It's never too early to start thinking about what's best for your smile. Schedule an appointment today by calling 319-390-3703 or visiting the office at 5815 Consul Street Northeast, Suite D1 in Cedar Rapids. You can also visit diamonddentalpc.com for more information. Dr. Forbes is a proud sponsor of the Hawkeye Wrestling Club and the Inner Circle. Let the Diamond Dental team provide superior care for your entire family. Dear U of I, just a note to let you know, if you're ever thinking about selling Kinnick Stadium or Carver Hawkeye Arena, please consider Hawkeye Title and Settlement. We're here to provide efficient, high-quality real estate title and closing services. Signed, Hawkeye Fan Forever, and send. Hi, this is Steve Anderson with Hawkeye Title and Settlement. Whether it's a large commercial property or if you're buying your first home, remember, we're here to help. Hawkeye Title and Settlement Services of Iowa City. You'll love our team just like you love the Hawks. Hey, everybody, it's Kevin here from Big Dog Satellite and Solar, your local TV expert, and I want to tell you about Dish TV. If technology, value, and customer satisfaction are important to you, then it's time to cut the cable cord once and for all. Upgrade your TV experience and start saving with Dish today. Drop by Big Dog Satellite. Satellite and Solar on Blairs Ferry Road in front of Rockwell. Call 3950800 or visit us on the web at BigDogSatellite.com. We are Big Dog Satellite and Solar, your locally operated and trusted satellite TV experts. Hi, this is
is Bill Eichsring of the Akshuk Inn. Our doors are open again. Although the way we serve you is different, we're still here and ready to welcome you. We've learned a lot about keeping you and our staff safe. What hasn't changed is our commitment of trust to you and your family. Our Akshuk family is ready to take care of you in our four dining rooms with the same quality of food, attention to detail, and customer service you've come to trust for the past 80 years. Those values are now more important than ever. Now serving family style breakfast Saturday and Sunday with lunch, dinner, and banquets daily. Don't forget, you can still order curbside carryout and take the comforting taste of the Akshuk home with you to share at your family's table. Visit Akshukin.com, Instagram, or our Facebook page for menu and weekly specials. From our Akshuk family to yours, we can't wait to see you again soon, and we'll be glad you're here at the Akshuk Inn in the heart of Amana. From the Hurtine and Stalker Studios in the heart of the Hawkeye Nation, this is the mighty 1630 KCJJ Iowa City. Hurtine and Stalker Jewelers, making memories, making moments. KCJJ Weather. From SevereStudios.com. With a look at your forecast, I'm meteorologist Ashley O'Connor. A mix of sun and clouds today with scattered showers and thunderstorms this afternoon. It will be hot again with high temps headed for the low 90s. Isolated storms are possible tonight. Lows will drop to the low 70s. Mainly sunny on Thursday with spotty storms and a high in the low 90s. The heat continues on Friday with high temps in the low to mid 90s. Staying hot through the weekend. That's weather on the mighty 1630 KCJJ. Right now, it's 74. Hawkfanatic.com. Can I plug a family member? Go I'm for here. it. Okay. Well, that sounds what if I? What am I going to say no okay. to? I don't know right. if I no. raised it that way. No, you can't. This is my show, station <laughs> owner. No. Who are you plugging? I'm plugging my nephew, and this is for Quad Cities. When you're What's uh, amazing, here, though, is I didn't have to bring up anything about one of my nephews first for you to do it. You're doing this on your own. Yeah. When you're in the community... <laughs> Here, then you go to Carew Landscaping. I heartily endorse that. If you're in the Quad Cities, though, uh, my nephew? nephew just started a new uh, lawn service called oh. Always Mowing. Could you get the... Uh, how, wait, how often no, do wait, they mow? No, wait. Is, is he always mowing, he's though? Always. Always? So right now, even yeah. with yeah. rain, get he's... Get the shirt and the logo, uh, Tommy, and give the phone number. So yeah. is he mowing right now? Uh, 563... Yeah. 505-8644. And he's mowing right now. Right now. It's because right it's raining. I mean, it doesn't seem like that'd be a good idea. But he's right? always mowing. He's always mowing. Uh, I look him up on Facebook, always mowing. But if he's LLC. always mowing, how is he on Facebook? Or does he have people on Facebook he's for him? He's got people on Facebook. Or can he mow and Facebook at the same well, time? Well, why couldn't you? you got a phone. Well, I'm just, yeah. he probably yeah. could, you know, with one hand. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, you he's know, younger than me. He knows all this crap. You know, who yeah. cares about the garden that you just run over? I mean, what about at night? I mean, people are trying to sleep. He, yeah. I, seriously, he is always mowing. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Got headlights? <laughs> yeah. Snow? <laughs> always mowing. Wow. <laughs> uh, so if you're in the Quad Cities, uh, always look him up on Facebook, Always Mowing LLC. Some people may just look him up just to get us to shut up about it. Yeah. Okay. Well, good luck to him. Good luck to any, him starting an endeavor like that. Yeah. Um, KGYM has, uh, first KXIC dropped high school sports, and that was a few years ago. 
Uh, then they dropped everything related yeah. to... They're the, basically a laptop in a closet that plays about eight innings of the Cubs game. Yeah. yeah. Laptop in a closet. That was a Nancy Griffith song. Yeah, it? I think it was. <laughs> yeah. And now uh, KGYM has dropped high school sports. And, and, you know, we're only one station. We can only cover so many games. Yeah. And we, well, it's sad, really. Last I mean, year, we, we kind of finally got together and said... Instead of well, being we'll, on top of each other? Yeah, we'll... Yeah. we'll cover these games and you cover these games and we that only took what five years to coordinate that yes yeah. yeah but i'm with you though it's i mean i can tell in the tone of your voice this isn't good news it really isn't not for the high schools no. uh, you know around here um because again we can only cover so many now we'll increase our thursday night games yeah we're actually but... in a couple thursday night games so we're actually gonna have more games than ever this but year. you can't clone sugar ray gilmore there's only one no right. it only be only one, one place at and he one lives time. halfway to the quad yeah. cities and which he, is yeah. why we can do thursday night games yeah, and he Davenport. lives in northern illinois too <laughs> yeah. so you know you gotta yeah. but um but no it's 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 sad um and but you guys i commend you guys for your little you're your lone wolf mcquade now i mean you are as far as Covering. I was talking to Suter last night, and it's like we're always the last one standing. Yeah, and, and I, you know, and it's not a planned thing, or I mean, I don't know why they draw. I mean, it, it doesn't sure, make sense. Probably it's money, wouldn't it be? The, I guess, but I mean, you're. I know you weren't said, they making any money. You've said before that you guys aren't in the doing the high school games to get, make money. You're we doing it more to provide a no. service with and trying not to lose money. Isn't that kind of the way you do it? Yeah, yeah. And well, um, we if you know we. Make money on football games, basketball's a draw, and then the rest of the year we lose. Yeah, so, so I mean, it, it all turned yeah, out to be it, sort of a it's a draw. kind of a draw. But you're providing a service. Yeah. What's unfortunate now, if you think about it, I mean, your radio station and your prep sports. That's it. That's it. I mean, yeah. the press citizen, yeah, they're still around. They still write stories, and but they don't cover high school sports. They shoot photos of high school sports. And now the Gazette, they've they've – cover iowa city high school sports they do but now their deadlines are yeah completely changed they won't have stuff in the paper the next day i mean it's it's just weird to think of what iowa city would be like i guess i'm slip patting both of our backs right now think about iowa city without you if once you guys decide to pull the plug and if there wasn't your prep sports think about the prep i think coverage. jan will be pulling the plug and yeah it, it won't be favorable to me but think about that though <laughs> i'm just saying think yeah. about what prep coverage would be around that no and, it's, it's and it's happening all over the place you're seeing media just kind of well. Part dissolve. of that, part of it, is because of the Iowa High School uh, Athletic Association and greed. Uh, it, it really is because you know parents pay the taxes; they foot the bill, they pay for the uniforms and and, and everything else. And then when uh, a team is uh, fortunate enough to go to state, they can't even take pictures of their kids or videos. And then how much does it cost you to do a state? Uh, about 300 a game, 400 Because you have game. to rent the space. You have to get the microphone hookup. I have to pay for the internet connection. I have to pay, you know, a talent. Um, talent. You know, I have to clear. <laughs> well, there's Sugar Ray, but yeah. Think about that. That's been me, Richard, and Sugar Ray. And Kyle Hughes, but Kyle Hughes got off the raft as quick as he could. He, yeah. He saw where this thing was going. Got married and got out. He got married, got to the University of Iowa, saved him, and now look at him. He's, he's a happy. At, he's at Co now. Who's at Co now? Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, he's probably yeah. moved to more power at a smaller yeah. school. Yeah. yeah. And eventually he'll probably. Like Murph. He yeah. may rule the quarter yeah, at like, some point. Like Ryan Murph. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. I just got in on the tail end of this, but uh, KMRY still is doing sports, but only for Xavier. Yeah, they're doing one school. That's not the same. 
that's I just can't believe that's good for advertising being one sided like that because. Well, I hate Xavier. I think Xavier is paying them. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure they're. they're yeah. yeah do, I know they've yeah, had a prominent do. booster that's pay, yeah. very active in pain. I um, they used to support a website um, up there too. So yeah, if their money's there, yeah. I mean, that's what it takes though. To and thankfully, like with your yeah. sports, community supports you been to, has enabled you us. See their face. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. See their website, their picture of their gang. It looks like the circus come to town. <laughs> it's, it's something. <laughs> Take a look at it. That's me. The group picture must must have been when the parade was downtown or something. It is like what? What is this? What? What, what are you site? talking about? The people calling the games on go, KMRY. Go go to KMRY's website and look at their group picture. <laughs> Your guys just looks great. But I mean, yeah, check our group. Picture. I don't know. Our group is. I don't know. I wouldn't That'd say we're great. No, it does. You guys, you compare. This looks like the circus come to town. The website is. <laughs> Wait, that's them? That's the staff? Yes. Yeah. The red header there is the guy with the one leg. He's hiding it, though. I'm surprised because he talks about it all the time. What is the hey, it's woman? Justin Roberts. What is the... Okay, but who's... You just included Justin Roberts in the freak show. <laughs> who's the woman standing next to him? I forget her name, but she's on there. I think she's time. dating Southern Justin. <laughs> yeah, can you... I mean... Yeah, that one guy that looks like Justin Roberts. Did you find it? Is that? No. I'll say the website looks sharp. I don't don't get internet out here for some reason. My phone disconnects. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to look it up. Have a good day. See ya. Okay. But I'll take your word for it. I just find it funny that we're making fun of people's I didn't know Kerry J. Hahn was a Cardinals fan. He's wearing a Cardinals hat. But So they just do one high school. Yes. Interesting. Yeah, they've done that well, for quite came, a while. But like I said, when it gave your pace for it. When I came here, City High paid for just City I High. I remember that. I remember that. And it I, wasn't just sports. I, we carried like their graduation and stuff, too, on the I air. I bounced it. Yep, you yeah. said all or nothing, right? Yeah, well, I mean, it doesn't make any sense. Well, and the school district you know. shouldn't be paying us. I mean, they need the money for other stuff. Hello? Well, yeah, because it could also lead to a conflict of interest. Hello? Inside information on the <laughs> why KGYM isn't going to be broadcasting any games. <laughs> you know, I'm sort of a media elite, and I, <laughs> I get some of the <laughs> insider. <laughs> so it all boils down to they uh, <laughs> they had to save their voice for the call-in show because they had so many calls coming in <laughs> on their morning show that they. Uh, <laughs> I didn't want to be up all night broadcasting a game and then be hoarse when people are flooding the airwaves with phone calls. <laughs> well, that explains it. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. God. Makes sense to me. We can sink so fast. Yeah. But that was pretty good. He said insider. I think, does he always get a, he always gets a bell ring pretty much, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. Fake Dirk brings it, like... Who is an athlete who just brings it every time? Never has an off day. Um, let me think. Well, Luca Garza. Yeah, you could say Luca yeah, brings Iowa. it every day. Every day, hustle. Yeah. Yep. Michael Jordan when he was in his prime. Yes. Yeah. Fake Dirk. Usain Bolt. I mean, yeah. He, he, oh, yeah, was, yeah, he yeah. was another one. But yeah, okay, and then fake Dirk. I guess those would be my four. <laughs> 
<laughs> but no, Not it's Rushmore. Just, it is though. It's it's funny. Um, we've always um, who, who are they again? What's their channel again? Oh, KGYM. Yeah, KGYM. I always shows you how much. I, but you know, there's lots of times where we'd cover stuff together. And we would never get there first. Even Podaski, who would get to stuff. I mean, Ray, too. I mean, Ray's probably over at Liberty right now for Friday's game. Yeah. Yeah. Even Ray, we could never beat them. There was one time where I'm like, damn it, I'm going to beat those guys. We got to, I think it was out at Clear Creek. With, I think it was with Richard. We got there two hours before the event started, and they were already there. I, you know, and so you knew it meant a lot to the people. Well, doing wasn't it? the kid called oh, the games like a KRUI it, kid? That I, I know. The play, play was like no, from KRUI. This, this was oh, this is their A team. This was their A team. Okay. they were they would always beat us to every. They would always beat us. Scott to Unash loved covering. Oh yeah, and yeah. obviously he does. He's going to cover like Cedar Rapids. Uh, but on if you YouTube, saw, but I knew he needs support though. I mean, I, I there's this. I think there's this perception with some. Oh, that's great that Scott's going to do that. But yeah, he'll do it. But you got to support him. Mm-hmm. You got to make it make it worth his while to do it. And that's advertising and donations or whatever he's do, however he's doing it. That's the only way you can yeah. survive. That's the only way you can provide. And I've had people say, "Well, how would they do it with newspapers?" See, a lot of people used to well, that newspapers just kind of ran and got government. Well, that's the way they think a radio station. It's just run. incredible. I mean, newspapers used to run on classified yeah. advertising more than anything. Well, I, you know, I got a call from the most ridiculous call I think I've ever taken here. Uh, it's, I no, heard, seriously, I've, I've heard that. some of the ones you've aired. Seriously, uh, this guy opens up a, a, a liquor store uh, in North Liberty. He calls up, I want you to do a remote broadcast. Okay, you know. Uh, so I have uh, Suter uh, talk to him. And Suter comes in and goes, well, he wanted it for free. He goes, don't you guys just do that? But that's the way a lot well, of... how do they know, think that you pay your bills? They pay yeah. us an exposure. <laughs> you can put your banners up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, we get that too, you know. Yeah, and I mean, then the guy called me up afterward, and he's all, well, you do uh, remotes for others. I said, they're all paying. Everybody's paying except my nephew for that plug. Yes. And what's he doing right now? (laughs) What's your nephew doing right now? He is mowing. Mowing. Right now. Right now he's mowing. He's always mowing. And when Lisa Salucci calls in in a few minutes, he will not stop mowing. No, he'll still be be mowing. He'll want to go mow their field, Grant Field. (laughs) Hello. I think it's AstroTurf, actually. Never mind. Hi. Lisa Salucci here. Oh, hi, Lisa. Lisa, how you doing, Coach? Good. How are you doing? Am I am I too early? No, You're no. Fine. This is perfect. No, trust us. We need help. We need we need a good <laughs> subject to talk about and field hockey. I mean, things are about ready to start. Tommy, what, what uh, Thursday? Uh, it's Thursday, right? You guys open up your home season against, on Thursday. Against Wake Forest, right? Number we, 11, we Wake Forest. We open up on Friday. We open up oh, on Friday. Oh, Friday. 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 Okay. I'm sorry. Friday. Our bad. So, well... You're ranked third. I mean, so yep. we were talking before you came on. Outside of wrestling, there's not a program in Iowa right now that's facing the kind of expectations you guys are. Just how do you handle that? And obviously, you use that as motivation, I'm sure. Oh, yes. Big, big motivation. And, you know, for the, really the last three years, we've been, we've been ranked in the top ten each mm-hmm. season. And so, you know, the expectations continue to rise. Uh, but this program has always had this type of expectation. So it's, you know, old hat for us, and we're trying to just focus on – uh, the every day and then the next opponent in front of us. And, you know, this weekend we're literally hosting the premier college preseason field hockey tournament. We have the number one, two, and three teams in the country and then number 11 in Wake Forest. Um, so it's going to be some unbelievable action at Grant Field. Yeah, how does that feel that your opening act on Friday is going to be number one and number two, uh, North Carolina, 
and Michigan, right? Yeah, so I mean, we we actually well, we actually open with Wake on Friday, oh. uh, their eleventh, and then we have North Carolina on Sunday, who's number one. And we've been doing this Big Ten ACC challenge uh, for the last nineteen years, so this is how we've always opened the season. Um, and you just know right away where you stand. Um, and this is you know what really motivates you all summer to train as hard as we do to be ready to go opening weekend. So. I mean, it's going to be some very high-level hockey and super competitive. And three of the three of the four Final Four teams will be here this weekend from last year. So, do you like starting with this much competition <laughs> right out of the gate? Is it from a coaching standpoint? You know, I will tell you, it's, it's a, it, it, it does provide some anxiety at times. <laughs> um, but it's been it's it's been the way we've we've done this for so long. So it's just you know, what we're used to. And so many people, I can't tell you, are always like, Lisa, why are you opening the season with the stiffest competition you're going to start? I'm like, well, we know right away right away where we stand. And we would rather, in field hockey, you know, only 16 teams get in the tournament and you cannot play a soft schedule or you don't even have a, have a prayer, you know, to make that final 16 when the selection show comes around. So we'd rather be playing, you know, top 10 teams than be playing teams that are, you know, in the, in the bottom 60, 70 teams in the country, that, for sure. That's interesting because obviously you hear with like with the NCAA March Madness talk about teams not getting in because of scheduling. So that's big in field yeah. hockey too, just the same way. It is. We just, you know, the RPI and your strength of schedule are two huge factors in, in getting into the in getting into the tournament. And you know, you really actually get more points for losing to the number one team in the country than you would for beating number fifty-five. You know, so you know, we've been on both both ends of that, and it is just a priority in hockey to have as best a, a good a schedule as possible. And so, you know, we've we've literally been in the final four before with a record of like thirteen and seven. <laughs> Just gonna tell you, so that it's it's kind of crazy. Um, it just it is what it is in hockey. We're you know we talk about you playing the tough teams, but now you are one of the tough teams, yeah. ranked number three preseason. Yeah. How does that feel? Yep, it feels awesome. I mean, we, we this I think it's a you know doesn't mean much right now, but it does. I think it does show a sign of respect for the work that we have put in the last couple of years, the success we've had we have had the last few years, and just. You know, people people are recognizing our student athletes and, and our program and, and the momentum that we're carrying forward. And and we do return everybody this year, so you know the expectations obviously are high. And and we're excited to go into the match with that number three ranking and and you know put on a great great display. The fact that you do return everybody, we asked Vicky Brown this earlier today. Does that make dealing with the COVID stuff easier? I assume because the players have been through it. Because obviously, it's still a factor. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it it really does. And I, I, we feel great that we have, you know, 100% vaccination on our team. And wow, so we're, we're in a really good place. And um, the student athletes are well versed on how to handle COVID and when we need to be in masks and, and whatnot, and just really how to keep themselves safe. So it, it, right now, we're not even spending the time having to talk about it because it's kind of a non-issue for us just with how we've been how they've been handling themselves yeah and the fact that everyone is vaccinated i'm not saying you can drop your guard but you can kind of sure you know what i mean you can relax a little bit and say yes we've done what we needed to do definitely definitely and and you you know you feel like you have that that protection and of course we still have to be careful and we were the second weekend of the season we're we're flying to boston and playing two two matches in downtown boston so we're gonna you know be as careful as we can when we're in different different areas um but we feel good when we're in and among our our team space you know feeling feeling really comfortable with that so lisa if you were to point to one or two things i mean when you took over there there was some i mean there there were some tough times i mean this program went through a lot off the off the field of course 
what were the keys? How were you? How have you been able to get this program back to where it was? I mean, because there's a lot of tradition with Iowa field hockey. Yeah, I mean, I really think the keys were, you know, early on, just tr- trusting the process we had put in place of how we first and foremost looked at root. We rebranded ourselves, you know, mm-hmm. in the in the recruiting aspect because that was the biggest challenge early on, um, and it was our ability to get some real key players in here um, who were international student athletes at first, and now just, you know, growing our our top domestic prospects that have have come into the program. So it, it really was recruiting, and then just being able to focus on our on player on field player development. Mm-hmm. We had to have a lot of players in real small rosters be able to get better quickly. <laughs> um, and we were able to do that. And then we kind of supplemented our gap with some really key international players that came in at a high level and uh, right away helped get us back on the map. Well, the fact that you used to be what you need to get now, I mean, you East coast star, I just uh, <laughs> yeah. came here and we're starting. Does that help you now? Cause you're trying to convince, I mean, I'm sure you as a, a recruit would have been very, look very good for what you're trying to do now. Does that help the fact that you were there at one time? You know, I, I do really think it does. And, and, you know, we have just, just this morning, we got a huge commitment, um, uh, someone out East, uh, and we were so excited. We're talking, you know, a, a big, big top 10 recruit and, um, it just those relationships and people knowing that myself and my staff or everybody's from outside, you know, Iowa, obviously. And, and that is a huge piece. And it's, it's really about the relationship building out East with the high school coaches and the club. Um, and then just knowing that, you know, you can thrive here in this situation, you know, being from Pennsylvania or New Jersey or Maryland or whatnot. And I, I get a lot of questions on that, like what drew you to Iowa? Um, you know, why have you stayed so long? Um, all of those things. And I think parents, you know, have a real comfort with knowing that this is a great possibility for someone, even if it is 16 hours away from home. So how long did it take you to realize that when you came out? Or did you know as an athlete right away, man, this is great. This is, Iowa City is what I wanted it to be. Yeah, you know, I was obsessed with Iowa before it actually came out because <laughs> okay. I saw them play in New Jersey at the Rutgers in the Final Four in 1990 and was like, wow, this team is unbelievable. Saw them play in person and then started to learn as much as I could. And then when I came on campus for my official visit, it just really, you know, clinched it all together. Just the support for women's athletics, uh, you know, at the time we were separate, separate athletic departments and that was fantastic. And I got to meet with Christine Grant. Um, and then just to see how great all the women's teams at the time were. I mean, basketball was in the Final Four. Mm-hmm. Women's field hockey was in the Final Four. Softball was in the World Series at that time in the you know mid '90s when I came to Iowa. So it was a really like uh, just awesome energy and super 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 positive environment that was super competitive. And that's that's what I was looking for. And that seems to be the environment that Iowa has right now. A lot of teams are winning right now. You always hear winning is contagious, but is there something to that? Do you as a field hockey, you look at what tennis and other teams are doing, look at what they're doing. Can you oh, use that as inspiration? That's 100%. And I, re- I think it's, it is contagious. And it, we have so much momentum as a department, and we really have for pretty much the last two years. And it's, it's been unbelievable. And you, we, we all help sell that in recruiting. And, you know, these kids are like, they want to come and be a part of a really well-rounded athletic department. So it's, it's been a fantastic uh, recruiting piece to have. And um, just even for our current student athletes, like, okay, you know, I'm not going to be left in the dust here. I want to make sure I'm competing like women's basketball or wrestling or tennis or soccer, you know? Mm -hmm. Have you ever thought about, have you ever thought about what recruiting would be like if the state of Iowa had high school field hockey? I mean, because, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, you're one of the few sports where your sport isn't right. played here. Does that make it tougher? 
No, yes, we. I mean, we we ab- I absolutely have, and you know, it was way back in the fifties and sixties they played, um, and then uh, that kind of went away. But yeah, I mean, it would be nice to be able to go in state and not have to travel as far to try to attract some student athletes. Um, but really, you know, even in the Midwest in general for field hockey, it's just not as strong. I mean, every once in a while you're going to find a, a top kid out mm-hmm. of St. Louis or Chicago, um, but everybody in the country is really looking east coast for all the recruits whether it's you know michigan or ohio state or iowa um but of course like you would love to have some of that that in-state pride as well is there not much played out on the west coast there isn't there's there's, it's in the san diego area and a little bit in um northern california and there's right now you know there's only three three universities that still play out west which is stanford and uc davis and cal um so we're the far farthest west um, after those, you know, those three schools. Well, so I'll go it's, ahead and it's, I was going to say, I'm just going to go ahead and uh, cross off that question about how the alliance with the PAC 12 is going to affect <laughs> your scheduling. <laughs> I don't think I need to ask that question now. Well, I'll be I'm super, super, super curious to see how that all unfolds because, you know, in field hockey, the ACC and the big 10 were battling yeah, every year yeah. for the top, top conference. And those are some big, big matchups. So I'm, I'm so curious to see how that affects some of the other sports as well what it really means, you know. So with field hockey, I mean, I asked Vicki Brown earlier with volleyball, there's contrasting styles in field hockey. Different, you pr- maybe yeah. t- What's the style that you preach and what, I mean, what are some of the, are some teams more deliberate, more aggressive on offense, or some teams rely more on defense? Yeah. How do you describe the styles in field hockey? Yeah, for sure. I mean, definitely, like, for Iowa, we play a real possession-based style where, you know, our goal is to have possession for the majority of the game, okay. and we have, you know, an unbelievable defense, and that's been the case for Iowa since literally the 80s. It just always bring in some big-time defenders who are aggressive, really don't give much up. Um, it seems to be a little bit more in the Big Ten, a little bit more aggressive, defensive physical uh, style as opposed to some of the teams in the ACC um, just fast counterattacking tempo and they're all they're just trying to score goals at will you know and they'll, they'll win a game four to three rather than you know we'll win a game two one you know or one zero because mm-hmm. we're, we're playing some great defense so that's what you'll if anybody's out at Grand Field this weekend that's what they'll see you know Michigan and Iowa have fantastic defenses with some great goalkeeping and great deep defense and we'll keep possession really well and Wake Forest and North Carolina will just be trying to counter super aggressive um, you know hard entry balls into the circle just trying to tip and, and score goals. Just had somebody reach out to me said she wants to be she plans on being out at Grant Field was just wondering what the COVID protocols are do you know exactly what's uh, what's going to be happening? Yeah if- uh, fans are welcome in. Um, there, right now, there aren't there are no restrictions outside. So okay, okay. You can come on in. Yeah, great. Okay, We'd love um, to have people. Yeah, no. I mean, well, how much does fans? You always hear about it in basketball, home field court. How big is that in field hockey? If you could pack that place, how much of an edge can maybe that give you this weekend? Oh, it it, it would give us a big edge, and you know these teams they you know it's. They, they think it's so challenging to travel to Iowa. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, we, you know, just the travel of first place and then to, to be at home on, on our turf, um, that, you know, some of the turfs play a little bit differently. Our turf plays really fast. Um, but it would be great to just have a crowd in there that could, you know, really be heckling and, <laughs> and going against those ACC opponents. So we could feel the, the hometown, hometown crowd would give us a lot of I do enjoy going to your games, and I do have to say that the field hockey crowds are loud and they are into it. <laughs> It's a lot yes, of fun. Yeah. And Captain. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Weather, Captain, is gonna, does weather look like it's going to cooperate? Yeah, break it down. Yeah. It 
Yeah. It does, yeah. Weather looks like it's going to cooperate, but it's going to be hot. Um, no, it is going to be hot. It's going to be low, so. n- low 90s. Okay. And what's your, again, go yeah. over the, what's your fir- t- the time of your first match on Friday? Yeah, so we play uh, at 3.30 on Friday against number 11 Wake Forest and on Sunday at 11 against number 1 North Carolina. And according to the news release, North Carolina plays number 2 Michigan at 1 o'clock Friday before your game on Friday. So people Correct. can come out and see the top Correct. two teams meet. Yeah. So lots of great field That's hockey this cool. weekend at Grant Field. Okay, well, Lisa, good luck with everything. We appreciate you all as always coming on and really look forward to seeing what you guys can accomplish this year. Oh, thanks so much. I really appreciate you guys having me on. You yeah, bet. thanks for coming on. Go thanks, on. Coach. All right. All right, take care. Bye. I, I see where I messed up. Tomorrow is uh, soccer's opening, home opener against Iowa State. That's radio, doesn't matter. Supposed to storm Sunday, but cooler. But you did. I like the fact that you didn't destroy the moment. By no, I didn't want to My question is, is your nephew mowing right now? My nephew is always mowing. <laughs> always mowing LLC on Facebook. Suter, you'll let Suter know that. No, your nephew when he gets here tomorrow. No, I wouldn't. Just keep <laughs> referencing it, so don't tell him what well, it eventually is. Eventually, he'll say, "Hey, what's going on? With this? Why are you and Pat talking about your nephew?" <laughs> well, so, and, and, yes, and, and I want to point out again: if you're in our community in the Iowa City uh, area, it's it's Carew Landscape. Yes. Yeah, it can't point. be yes. your nephew because he's always mowing in the Quad City. Right? He's in the Quad City. Always mowing, mowing there. So yeah, he he's not there. just mowing. Yeah. He's always mowing. He's always mowing. You yeah, call him up at 3 in the morning, he is mowing. Don't tell Suter, because I think my favorite Suter is confused on the air getting angry Suter. <laughs> when he, he like doesn't... Taps his pencil or, yeah. or this with his foot. You know? <laughs> yeah. When he's not in on something or doesn't quite understand what's going on and it's irritating him. That's but there's lots favorite. of times where he finds out what's going on and then wishes he had not. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Gigi Allen was a good example of that. No, I think he's embracing Gigi Allen. Well, now, yeah. As much as you can embrace Gigi. Watch the documentary with his wife. I don't know if you want to embrace him. You pull back shards of glass and poop and blood. Yeah, he watched the documentary with his wife but will not watch White Boy Rick. How do you well, how do that? you think Jan would take it White if, Boy Rick? if I can't watch Family Guy with him? <laughs> I don't think Jan would take I think no. she would handle no. the documentary on White Boy Rick more than she would the G.G. Yes. Allen. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, the yeah. documentary on White Boy Rick is actually pretty interesting. It's good. But, but no, these were three fun interviews. I appreciate yeah. Iowa helping to arrange them. Appreciate all three ladies coming on and talking. I mean, this is like something we're starting. I mean, I know. let's just hope. Like I said, I know we don't want to bring it up too much, but let's just hope things continue moving forward. That was good to hear that the entire field hockey team is vaccinated. That helps. That just helps. That means, like, not saying they can completely drop their guard, but they can be, they can focus on other things because they're vaccinated. Yeah. Hello. Uh, So about three years ago, my wife works at sports medicine, and I'd go over there and pick her up. I was off work half hour early. And they had the Junior Olympics field hockey going on. So I'd walk over, and I've never seen, here I've been to university for 30-some years, never seen anything, a field hockey match or what have you. And I've kind of talked to all the people, of course, they're all from the East Coast teams. And I've kind of talked to these guys, trying to figure out the rules and what have you. And in between the games, they, they water the turf. It's completely shocked me. I'm going, why do we have to water turf? And obviously to slow the ball down. So I'm one of the guys, the daughter's the goalie travel bag broke during the flight. And he goes, yeah, we went up to Shields and asked for a goalie travel bag. And they looked at us like, what in the heck are you talking about? So it's just kind of a uh, odd circumstance. All these East Coast teams are obviously good for Iowa field hockey, but 
it's an interesting sport to go watch if I just knew the rules. I mean, I just need you just got to talk to somebody who knows what's going on and why they stop play for this and that. But yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's an interesting sport to watch. And so, it's pretty easy to pick uh, up, too. I mean, I don't get all the nuances of it, but if you know hockey, you can basically figure out yeah, field hockey. That makes sense. Yep. Correct. Yep. Correct. But yeah. it was just nice seeing, you know, all these folks were nice. I'm glad to be in Iowa, I guess, because somewhat surprised they were all here for the Junior Olympics, but it was. But what little time I had, they was all enjoying their stay and, and uh, having fun, and it was just an interesting sport to watch. So Okay, well, thanks for your insight. Thank yeah, you. thank you. Yeah, yeah I agree. I, I try to go to a couple games a year because it, it's a lot of fun. I always worry about the hard ball hitting them in the head. Isn't that ball hard? Yeah. yeah. And it could hit them in the head. I don't I've ever seen that. They it doesn't really do get they, that high off the ground because they so wear masks. Do they wear masks? They the goalies don't, I don't think do. They, the goalies. But the players don't wear it. I don't no. think. And I always worry about it hitting them in the head. No, well, people get injured in soccer, too. Yeah. You know, I mean. Well, Sometimes back, they to, your nep- back yeah. to your nephew, he could get injured mowing. Yeah, because he never well, stops. He never yeah. stops. Yeah. The chances of him getting injured increase but by the he, fact. Because he's he always rock, moving. He's going to keep going. He's a moving target. Yep. Yeah. And you just never know. If you're always mowing, at some point you become <laughs> vulnerable. <laughs> Runs over a guy's foot. Just keep going. <laughs> he's. Not Always mowing. If he's listening now, he's probably saying, "Okay, keep up, but just don't mention my name. Just don't mention my name. Just don't mention my name." <laughs> he's now a regular on this show, just yeah. so he knows. No. That's not going to upset the other advertisers. Is it? <laughs> no, he's not a regular. I just thought he just started. You created a monster. Started it. Yeah, and I and I. You're going to keep pushing that. Oh thing, yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. Anytime, police reports, just randomly. Is he mowing right now? <laughs> The reason he didn't do that crime is because he was mowing. He didn't have time. Alibi, yeah. Hello. He's always got an alibi. Hello. There are a lot of ways to get brain damage. Do we know what happened to Governor Reynolds? Uh, well, you're not giving him one there. Okay. No. No. I mean, you guys just don't hand them out for the, no, like, we've got like party favors. We've got standards. <laughs> yep, we have standards here. High standards for this show. <laughs> yeah, for, we still got ten minutes to fill. So did um, I'm going all over the place. I know that, but you texted me that Charlie Watts. So did that kind of hit you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. Because I mean, I thought they were going to live I'm, forever. I'm, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm since I was I've been listening to him since sure. I was 13. Yeah, and I remember you know he's going on the radio. Older, he's almost ten years older than you. Yeah. Well, he's eight years older. Yeah, that's almost. I got dead. like eight years left if I'm Charlie Watts. Yeah. And what am I doing with it? <laughs> Sitting with us. I'm, yeah. Jesus. But no, it's just the Stones were the group. I know they lost Brian yeah. Jones fifty years ago. Yeah. And they were the group that just I. They were always there. Well, always I, yeah, there. Yeah. They were always going to tour. There was always a chance they're going to tour again. I mean, and the they who, would. John Entwistle passed away. John, the Stones guys, they just endured. Yeah. And now, and the and when I saw them, I saw them from backstage. But I still saw them. They do a hell of a show. I mean, you can't. Oh, sure. I'm, Mick Jagger, you know, and Richards. You don't. You forget how old they are. Well, Mick Jagger. Like say what you want about him. He's in incredible shape. The amount of, the amount of yeah. calories he must burn during yeah. a concert. It's incredible. But you do. You forget how old they are, and they gotta have arthritis so, and crap, and he's still. So are around. they going to still tour? I mean, yes. Okay. And you know that was just a stupid thing too that uh, I saw on social media. Oh, they should just they shouldn't tour anymore. Then if if Charlie Watts is dead, they're still alive. 
and they still yeah like, I'm not I don't think there's a right or wrong. Like doing it. Yeah, I don't think there's a now. Led Zeppelin quit in their heyday. Yeah, but, but that, that was their decision. That was, I don't. Yeah. I think every band has a right to make their decision. Yeah, if they know, if they still like doing it, who are we to judge? Now we can judge Fake Ackerman because he's calling into the yes, show, yes, right? Yes. If Mick Jagger starts calling in here as some fake guy, what if that did start happening? Fake, 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 Mick, fake Jagger. Mick Jagger. Or no, he calls in as as. <laughs> As fake somebody else. Wouldn't that be cool? Fake Bono. Oh, God. Ja- <laughs> Jagger's on again. What if fake Dirk was actually Mick Jagger? He listens on yeah. the stream. Jagger's on again, man. You take it. Kind of like with Prince and the Jehovah Witnesses. Oh, it's Prince at the door. Like you and Eddie Money. I love how Prince. number you know, come up on your screen. You're like, You ah, know something, man. though? And, I, and it brought back a memory. His wife, uh, their their dog just turned three. Eddie Money's? Uh, yeah. And Aww. when he was diagnosed with cancer... And I remember talking to him about it uh, at home. He said he he loved watching, you know, my pictures of my dog. And he goes, you know, I love dogs. I got to get a dog. And that was the first thing he thought of. His wife said the first thing he, he said when he was diagnosed with cancer, he came home and he said, I want a puppy and got and got and got a puppy and just loved that dog. I'm surprised I've gone this long without getting a dog, but part of it is fear of going to the animal rescue and not being able to pick one over another. That is one of the, you know, and there was a while where I really missed my dogs and I didn't want another dog while I was mourning them, but I'm sort of beyond that. But uh, yeah, no, it's some, um, I see people out walking their dogs and um, did I hear you do a report of some dog overheating and dying? Yes. God, that just pisses me off. Yeah. It's just, there's been a lot of it in Cedar Rapids. It should be a freaking felony. Yes. Not just a, uh, misdemeanor or whatever the hell it should be a felony and every other state but Iowa and the, and the reason why is because Tyson and uh, these uh, groups don't want to be put under the uh, microscope with the animal treatment and oh. they could craft a law can't they do one specifically for yeah, domestic uh, animals yeah. to yes. separate the well, meat of course pot- they could but they you know it's but I, when I heard, I turned it off, and I can't watch the ALPCA when they come on. No, you see some pit bull that looks like it hasn't eaten in a month. No, and it's got a big and chain besides the fact, I can't look is, at that stuff. You know, look at all the. A lot of the money goes to the uh, goes to the top tier. Oh yeah, no, and, I donated and, to ALPCA yeah. for 15 years. I'm not anymore. I'm going to yeah. start going local. Yeah, we they do. quit calling me now too. I did. I donated. I did 30 well, bucks a month for 15 years. When my mom That's, died. The and even my lawyer that I that I absolutely loved, uh, like a, a second father to me, my mom left uh, ten thousand dollars to the dog, dogs, and they said, "Well, you don't have to do that." It, yeah, I do. Yeah. So did the dog taunt you for having more money than you? The dog, yeah, the dog actually yeah. did get more money. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're hitting the dog up for a, you're hitting the dog up for a low interest I, loan. Yeah, I, hey, I want to put a down payment on a car. You don't deserve it. Your dog, <laughs> so is this dog sort of like Brian? Well, the dog probably is gone now. But yeah, dogs don't. They live. killed off Brian for about a half a season. You know, there's one episode in Family Guy where where uh, they say, you know, you're only going to live for so long, and Brian goes, "What do you mean?" Yeah. (laughs) Well, you're not going to live as long as us. We're going to get another dog. What are you talking about? (laughs) I love that episode. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Hi, Karn. I had 
I had the police come to my door the other day and say, we've had complaints in the neighborhood about your dog. I said, well, that's funny. I don't have a dog, and my cat doesn't bark. (laughs) (laughs) Is that the first time the police have come to your door? Pardon? Is that the first time the police have ever come to your door? Nah, they've come there before. Oh, yeah. Loud music. Yeah. Well, you know, to ask something or something oh, like yeah. that. Oh, okay. Usually yeah. it's that. I don't have loud music. Okay. I'm a very nice, quiet neighbor. And Crank never an ACDC anything, or something. But somebody saw my fenced-in yard and figured I was the only one that would have a dog. And there's new houses out behind. And I know this one person, they take their dog out every once in a while. The dog doesn't like it and sits in its little pen and yells. But I ignore it, and then pretty soon they come out and say, "Okay, come on in." When we, and, but somebody didn't like it, so complained and thought it was my house because I have a fenced-in yard. Sue him for harassment, could she? Yeah, yeah that's what my kid said. <laughs> Do you know, we had somebody called to complain on our dog uh, Timmy, and Timmy didn't bark. I mean, he he really didn't bark, except when somebody would come to the door. So the, the the police come to the door and, and say, we've had a complaint about you. <laughs> the dog is like screaming. <laughs> Just, <laughs> you know, I don't know what you mean. And I said, no, it's not the dog. The dog's been in the house. You know, he doesn't bark. <laughs> and the, and the, the policeman looks at him and goes, well, it sure sounds like he barks. <laughs> and I, I said, well, wasn't he? Once you leave, he'll stop barking. Is that what you said? <laughs> yeah. Did you just story top Karn? Yes. He, you did. You just, trying, you just upped you, Karn. Welcome to the club. <laughs> Welcome to the club. Hey, Karn, I got to anyway, ask you. Anyway, when, uh, when the Cubs finally won the other day and they played that Go, go Cubs Go, uh, many of the new players asked, uh, said to Ross, well, I didn't know we had a song. They probably did. <laughs> yeah. What happened when you basically gut your roster. But and don't more, win for two weeks at home. More important things in the Cubs. Are you going to the field hockey tournament this weekend? I, well, if, you know, if it's real hot, I can't stand the hot. But I'd like to go, uh, maybe take an umbrella and shield myself. Yeah, hopefully the but, heat. But, yeah, I love, I love watching field hockey. Once you watch it, you learn about it, and you mm-hmm. know what's going on. Sure. And a lot of people, they, oh, well, I don't understand this part. Well, go to it. You'll learn. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Well, hopefully the heat will yeah. cooperate. But, no, Cap, we are looking yeah, at night. Yeah, because I love to watch field hockey. Okay. All so, right. Anyway, you guys have a good You too, have a you good too Carm. All right. See you, Carm. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, sorry, sorry for topping you. She sounds so much better. Yeah, yeah. Thank God. I was worried about a week and a half ago yeah. that one time when she called in. Man, it just it did yeah. not sound. Thank good. God. But she then when the... she told us she had, was vaccinated, I kind of breathed a sigh yeah. of relief. Yeah, I and obviously it worked. It works. You know, I don't. I mean, these stories about people dying and taking, babies and taking horse to work. Well, here's something. Listen, you can somebody, learn more about Karn by the way at hawkfanatic.com. Yes, that's true. And somebody tweeted. Yeah, that article. Uh, um, I don't know. I think it, somebody tweeted something. You and Tommy keep talking. What, yeah. what are you guys having for lunch? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm working. I'm on the air. Oh, you don't have lunch is not part of your schedule. Right oh, now. oh, here I know. What, I know what we could talk about. Is your nephew mowing right now? Yeah, I just uh, said, hey, do you have any time to to meet for lunch? He goes, no. I'm oh. mowing. I'm mowing. <laughs> How does he vote? Huh? How does he vote? They don't bring the voting. Do they bring something out? And probably. Well, I imagine fills it out he while he's mowing. Yeah. Somebody yeah. brings a ballot out to him. and Well, he could probably just, you know, 
get online. Ride the mower right up to the uh, courthouse. It's a riding mower, yeah. But would he be able to find grass the entire way? Because you can't say you're always mowing if you're on top of cement. That's true. true. That would be sort of misleading. Well, he'll probably go over people's yards. (laughs) Okay. Listen to this, though. This is off some tweet. A woman reveals to the Greenville, South Carolina school board tonight that she has uncovered a plot by the CDC to shut down schools and turn them into Nazi-style concentration camps (laughs) where children will be taken away from their parents and couples separated from each other. I mean, we laugh, but there's people out there yeah, that, yeah. that think this crap. Nutbags. Hello. Nutcases. Hi, this is Rachel from Dealer Services. Oh, it's Rachel. Your hey. file just came across my desk. I'm not getting as many, but the other day I got three of them. Her yeah. file said that your nephew stopped mowing. No. No. No, I don't no, think it, That's why I knew it was a you fake. Know, it's, yeah. That's how I knew it was a fake. I think the last call I got said that my vehicle <laughs> warranty had expired, but that your nephew... <laughs> <laughs> Let's give that phone number again. Yeah, we? it's five. I don't know if you have to turn around for me to read it off your shirt. It's 563-505-8644. And if he doesn't answer, he'll get back to you. Cause yeah, because he's mowing. <laughs> every other show has been talking about like this alliance thing for 90 minutes. Every- <laughs> but really, though, in fairness, after that press conference yesterday, guys, I mean, there's nothing to talk about. Well, it doesn't even sound like they know if we're going to... Is every football team going to play like one ACC they don't have and a back They didn't offer any nothing. of that stuff. Yeah, we don't there know was any of that. no substance. It was all so just... So you can't really bury the Cyhawk It yet. was all mostly just, hey, look, guys, we're doing stuff too. It's not just about the SEC. It was just... I just wasn't impressed with it. And I thought... I just think it was disingenuous and kind of hypocritical for them to take this self-righteous high road. We're trying to do this to save sports because the SEC is evil. They tried to project this good versus evil narrative, yeah. and I don't think that's – and I'm not a fan of the SEC. I think there's a lot of – you know, I mean – I mean, we've talked about the Big Ten expanding. Yeah, I mean, and I, but I do not believe that the Big Ten turned down Oklahoma because they're not in the AAU. And if no. they did, then that, they're just idiots. What are you doing, Captain? You got mm-hmm. something for us before we – No. Maybe he's looking for a live stream of the mowing. That would be yeah. great if you could show him all Like the DOT mowing. cameras. Always, you know, the DOT yeah. has those cameras on the snow plows. <laughs> Let's put that on the front of his mower. <laughs> It'd be cool, too. Another thing he could do is get local restaurants to bring food out to him. Yes. That's kind of a promo yeah, thing because so he obviously can't go to – because he's always mowing. They hand it off like a him. baton. Yeah. yeah, like a baton. They could hand him like a – like did Rudy's we, Tacos. Did we talk about insomnia cookies? No, um, I heard you talking about it yesterday. Stuff. That was on the police report. So they'll yeah. be on again today. Yeah, you can call them like at night. I said to Jan, yeah, just what I need. We can call them and get. Co- this is like, like two ten in the o'clock last night. We can call them and get cookies. I'll make cookies. I said, no, <laughs> I said, no. They got a bunch of cookies. You can get cookies with ice cream. You can get no. Let's call them. You think the hours they're open is a coincidence? <laughs> oh no, no. No. No, that was the funny part. They were on the police sports because people were smoking dope in front of there. I'm like, you sell cookies till 3 in the morning. <laughs> yeah. What is your clientele? I mean, cookies are good, but the problem with cookies, if they're really good and you're yeah. eating them at night drunk or whatever, you eat like 40 of oh, them. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, they come like, they will give you 100 cookies. For how much? I don't know. It's It wasn't bad. Are they good? Do we know if they're good? I no. Mean, there's a I, lot of bad cookies out there, too. I, I'm not saying this place is this bad. This place I, has gotten good reviews okay. from yeah. what okay. I've seen online. But oh, that, do they advertise? Not no. us. Not. Well, this is the second day in a row. Hell, they don't need to. I mean, yeah. you're giving them their own advertising. Well, campaign. I just wanted cookies last night. I said, let's go get cookies. The thing cookies. is, though, that sometimes they, they stop making the cookies. To the door. Why don't you have, they why? do close at three? They stop yeah. making cookies. No, it's, it's not, not like they're always. So they're not always making cookies. No, it's not always cookies. No. Okay. 
So unlike your nephew, who's always mowing, <laughs> yeah. they do take time off from making uh, cookies. Uh, no, it, always mowing LLC. Now, is yeah. Hertz Donuts <laughs> always donuts? Because they don't close. I think they're 24 hours. Not anymore? So they're not always donuts. I think no. we could survive without a donut place being open 24 hours. Do you think? <laughs> yeah. I had a Hertz Donut one time, and it was, it was an event. I mean, it was it was massive. It had yeah. like cereal on it. It, it. it had like I don't get that. It, yeah. it, it was. It I was, went there with Justin Roberts. And I think Jared Aaron's or something one time at like two in the morning. That's and, out there on Milrose, oh, right? No, it's yeah. well, um, high on Fifth Street and Fifth Street. It's yeah, behind the Coralville Center of the Performing yeah. Arts. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Um, I, I can I give you my um, thinking on the alliance. Sure. Yeah. Yes. Feel free. Uh, First of all, I think the alliance is all about policy and voting blocks. And I think I, the reason I think it was put together was uh, when the four or the three conference uh, presidents, commissioners, and uh, Schwarber from Notre Dame got together and made the proposal for the college football playoff expansion to 12 teams, mm-hmm. which included exclusivity uh, for TV coverage. And thus the thinking was ESPN. Well, that gives ESPN a lot of cash and power, and it pretty much then blocked Fox, uh, possibly, uh, for the playoff uh, system. So I think had it not been exposed by the Houston paper, which a lot of people thought was the... um, uh, Texas A&M announcing uh, Texas and Oklahoma joining the SEC, I think they, they would have gotten away with it. But I think the commissioners from the Pac-12, the Big Ten, the ACC said, hey, well, well, wait a minute here. Um, you know, We don't want to go down the road and then the possibility of having four or five SEC teams into the playoffs with ESPN having exclusivity which feeds the contract that they're paying to the SEC. Mm-hmm. And so let's step back and take a look at this and look at the possibility of platforms uh, different. So you have exclusivity for conference play, but then you open up the bidding for the college football playoff, which I think will still continue to expand because the Alliance commissioners said they're all in favor of that. That's yeah, more money. And, yeah. So I, I think it was a way to kind of counteract Greg Sankey. And I think it's really interesting because I really believe ESPN and Sankey went into this um, with that plan. And it was interesting because Bob Bowlesby was on that committee and at that time had no idea that they'd already pretty much done a deal with Texas and Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. So I think it's about a power move. Forget the um, scheduling. I'm, I'm sure down the road there will be some of that. Oh, no, you're right, but though. This is, is about the immediate push, time. Push. This is about trying to have more leverage in the college playoff discussions. That's a big reason why they did That's this right. now. But And I don't have a problem with that. My only problem is the message, the way they're conveying their message. Is they're, they're making it sound like, you know, the SEC's evil. All they want is money and power. We're still going to hang on to the tradition. And I just think the Big Ten, if, I don't believe the rumors that the Big Ten turned down Oklahoma. I just don't believe it. I think if, the, if Oklahoma no. and Texas wanted to join the Big Ten, they would have opened them with welcome arms to make money. I, I agree with you, Pat. I don't believe that happened at all. 
However, think again on those commissioners yesterday. Who was their audience? Well, sadly, me for to? 40 minutes. <laughs> yeah. I, I lasted 40 I'm minutes. always listening. Unfortunately, Pat, you were not on high priority on their list. Oh, no, you I know that. I didn't ask any questions. No, I mean, they're... So, they're the college president, that sounds really good. Yeah, no, it was all style, no substance. They had no specifics. They had nothing. But they don't need anything right now other than a way to switch the narrative and to... And so, like you said, they're positioning themselves for more leverage because right now the SEC is saying, hey, you know, look, we're not going to stop what we're doing. We're, and until they start struggling on the field, they, they have the most powerful way to enforce their will on others because they're the best conference. Don't you think that has a lot to do with it? It ultimately comes down to what is happening on the field. Now, Nick Saban's not going to be around forever. If Nick Saban retires yep. and all of a sudden Alabama is not Alabama – that's going to hurt the SEC, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. Well, you get outside of the, the top three or four SEC schools. I mean, no, they're not. They're, they're kind of ordinary after that. But if you every year have three or four schools and play for the playoffs, think about that. I mean, the Big Ten is lucky to have one in a year. I mean, this year yeah. I just did my Big Ten rankings. Yeah. Ohio State on paper is so much better than all the other Big Ten teams. I mean, it's just – and that's why I don't think the SEC is really worried. I think they're just sitting back kind of laughing at the other three conferences. And so – but we'll see. Well, There's I don't a- know. I, I, I think I disagree on that. I, I think Shanky – I think he feels like maybe he got checkmated a little bit. Uh, well, maybe you're right. Time. I don't feel that way, but we'll see. I Because I just – but I also feel there's maybe a false sense of security with the SEC because – I don't think these teams are going to just keep winning. People, Alabama wasn't a power before Nick Saban came there. They've been a power, yes, under Bear Bryant, Gene Stone. But Alabama was pretty mediocre for a long stretches before Saban came there, and that would change everything. I mean, the SEC's got so much bargaining power right now because of what they do on the field. But you're right. This is a way to sort of take some of that power away, some of the leverage. But I just, I mean, right now, though, it's still a whole lot of nothing. I mean, there's, I mean, and the most it's going to be from a game point is, okay, Iowa may play every year have to play a Pac-12 opponent and an ACC opponent, but I don't see how that's a victory for Iowa. Explain, I mean, if it well, is, explain to me how that's a win for Iowa. No, I, I don't think it is. And, but I, I think in determining whether or not this, how successful this is, we, we, I don't think anybody will know. No, you're right. spring when the NCAA has their convention mm-hmm. and they start voting on these things like the playoff systems. And all of a sudden now the SEC, you know, their, their voting block is not as powerful as the 41 teams that are in this alliance. No, and you're right about that. And I would so like that, to see expansion. I would like to see eight, not 12. But I think 12 is going to be what it ultimately comes to. I don't think so. I think I'll, I'll go back to eight. I, I think That's what I want. On on eight. I, I don't know. You're, I hope you're right. I'm just being one, s- one last point on this alliance uh, is, and I, I heard this on a, a national show, there's a feeling that um, these three commissioners from the alliance called in Jim Delaney um, for him to come in and advise on it. And okay. I believe that. I think that that's, given the inexperience of these three commissioners, I think that they needed somebody uh, like a Jim Delaney to advise on this and position it. And I, well, I don't think we're done hearing about this at all. Oh, God. I no. think that's why yesterday's conference was probably a little bit. Um, I, I guess uh, playing mindless, mind numbing. But is, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I think it is to, to the sports fan, to you, and, and to me. Uh, but maybe to the college presidents and the athletic directors, 
it says, okay, you know, we're, we're in the game, uh, and we're not going to let the SEC come in and dictate terms going down the road here. What do you think, I though? Think that that's what needed to be said. What do you think of Kevin Warren's remark that um, the big or the SEC adding Oklahoma and Texas really had nothing to do with their alliance that were unrelated? That's just not true, and I don't know why he's trying to go down that lane. I don't get it. Just be honest. Of course, you're reacting to what they did, but he said yesterday that no, that really had not. Are, we're not reacting. Uh, yeah, well, that's the speaking. Yeah, that's the speaking point he had to say. But, but I don't get it. Why right. Why does he have to it say would, that? It wouldn't have happened. I guess back where he's thinking, this wouldn't even happen had it not been leaked that Texas and Oklahoma was joining the SEC. Yes. And uh, it would have gone through, um, and then they would have announced that after the convention in the yep. spring that those two schools were joining the conference. And all of a sudden, these three alliances, or looking at themselves like we just got had. We got to do something. So, so it'll be interesting to see. But no, I appreciate your insight. Yeah. Thank you. Yep. Thanks for letting Thanks. me. Uh, no, you bet. You bet. Appreciate it. Here. All right. Something I thought about with this yesterday too is that you know part of it is the TV deals and you know oh we can get Clemson, Ohio State, we can get Michigan, uh, oh USC, something like that. But like with interleague when it first started, for every matchup you get like that. You're going to have three Correct. Boston College at Purdue. Washington State. Rutgers at Arizona or Arizona yeah, I mean, State. That's I mean. part of, there's only so many good matchups, even when you put all these conferences together. But I just don't see how it's a win for Iowa to have to play a Pac-12 opponent or an ACC opponent every year at the expense of Iowa State. How is that a victory? I don't think it is. There is a section of the fan base that's been clamoring to play I, these they, other They're sick of Iowa State, and teams. they're really sick of Iowa State now, now that, they're good. Now that yeah. they're good. Yeah. They want them out. Souter admits it. I mean, Suter, oh, yeah. He's, he's honest with me. He wants them gone because they're good. He wants it back to the 80s when Iowa State sucked, and it was a sure win, and tailgating was all just – all he had to worry about was – Bring a keg. Bring a keg and just, you know, or shoot shoot cans of beer. You know, you poke a hole in it, just <laughs> yeah, suck the whole thing yeah, out. Yeah, I know. You ever done that? I've dealt with the kids. No. Well, I would assume Seward <laughs> drinking beer. He's you know obviously more of a. Yeah, I don't think he's a wine and cheese at tailgates. Is no, he? no, he'll drink beer. No. He does that when he gets home. They turn the lights no. down. They turn on like what Some um, scotch. I ran into uh, when we we were eating at uh, Ariza. Uh, that sounds good. Oh God, it was good. It was real good. Uh, Texas Bowl guy. Yeah. And he's got like he's got like a some kind of a mohawk going. On part of his head, it's <laughs> it's like a half a mohawk. <laughs> in the I don't know who you're about. Uh, I'll tell you later. Yeah, it's yeah. a guy that we've dealt with. Yeah, he used to, he lives he used to show up. At, well, you yeah. were there. He'd show up at our tailgates and eat all the food. The guy in the cowboy hat who just show up and eat our food. Yeah, I don't remember. You wore a suit and tie to the tailgates. Yeah, maybe Wait, you weren't just, there for that. I don't remember that. Yeah, but I remember you did the show. Sometimes the he'd wear a cape. I'll yeah. take your word for it. Yeah. I will take your word for it. But I no, told you about this, that. I was at Bo James last week, and Leah Mr. introduced Bo me to this 20-year-old who worked there. And when she said, this guy works for one of the stations we advertise on, she said, oh, which one? I said, KCJJ, thinking, you're a 20-year-old you know, college student. You're not going to. And she goes, oh, that's one of the big ones. And then she said, so Captain Steve's nephew, does he ever stop mowing? No. And he, I said, no. He, no, no. he doesn't. He doesn't. He We've won't. already established that. He won't. He got an LLC. To make sure, <laughs> to make sure that, and that stands for let's continue. How do we cutting? Get, cutting. There you go. <laughs> okay, but it's LLC, not LCC. Oh, all right. L- uh, let's <laughs> let's yeah. Let's. Um, all right, we got to think about this before we get off the air. <laughs> 
lingering lawn <laughs> cutting. cutting. There you go. I mean, uh, okay. I mean, he's ling- well. If he's always mowing, at he's some point always. you could say that he's lingering. Some people may get tired of him if he's mowing in their area. For <laughs> that guy's, he's beyond mowing now. He's lingering. <laughs> you go to sleep. <laughs> But he won't. No, no, because he's no. always mowing. He's you know what they do at KGYM? Always taking text line calls. <laughs> yeah. Speaking yeah. of him, I may talk to Don Patterson about breaking down some analytics with somebody who's always mowing. That could be interesting. To see oh what yeah. Come up with. <laughs> How do you, you know, always mow? Don, know. you know, again, going back to, well, it's sad that you know, we've got a community this size and a hundred. What hundred? What are we at now? Fifty thousand. We're up to one hundred and fifty. Yeah. Well, the whole God. When I moved up here, it was like ninety to a hundred, but that was also thirty yeah, years ago. Yeah. And you don't have, you don't have a newspaper that's put to bed here. You don't have, uh, you know, and I mean, they put this transmitter here uh, with the intention at KGYM, with the intention of you know doing like high school sports mm-hmm. and. And, and you know, and when, you could do Iowa City games on the Iowa City translator, and then do the Cedar Rapids games in Cedar Rapids. Yeah, and to just uh, you know, and there's only so many games we can do. Right. So it wasn't like I was looking at this as as competition or anything. Um, I no, mean, it's it, unfortunate. It was ridiculous when we did the same games. Yeah, I agreed with that. Now, but, but what's sad is only the kids suffer. Yeah. From this, it's just less coverage, less exposure. Well, and they have shown. As studies have shown, um, especially in this state, when these smaller stations could not afford to cover these games, um, what happened was the school bond referendum started failing more often than they passed mm-hmm. because people are disassociated with, with you know, if you don't have a kid in it, uh, or you, you know, even if you're a grandparent, it doesn't, you know, you can't follow them. And it means, I mean, the coverage means a lot to just more than the kids. I mean, the Press Citizen used to do a hell of a job of covering high school sports. Yeah. Before I ever got there, while I was there, I mean, you opened up that Saturday paper and both pages were just photos, football line scores and stories and features and whatever. And it's just, it's gone. But the Press Citizen's been gone. I mean, the Gazette has withstood time for... But no, this is just unfortunate. When I heard about it, I, that's what I thought about is, God, just another outlet for high school sports gone. Yeah, it just, and it does. It affects school bond referendums. Meanwhile, so, Sugar yeah. Ray, those, so like I said, he's he's out at, he's out at getting Liberty right done. now. Isn't he getting it ready? Yeah, Friday's he's game. getting ready right now. Boy, if we get right kicked now. out of a spot in a press box because somebody's doing like a webcast, <laughs> I'm just going to lose it. And just, I don't think I've said this. I am not going to, I'm well, not going to. Well, nobody here is doing, doing I'm that. not doing games yeah, for the foreseeable, but I did. I went up to talk to Ray the other day. I am going to probably do the Dowling. He wants me to do the Dowling City Zero High game Homer. with him, so I can just point counterpoint. Um, well, it's interesting because I went to Dowling, but I live in the city I neighborhood. Hell, I'm I know way more City High people than I do. I'm not going to be cheering for anyone. That's not it's not. But I am going to do that game with Ray. But no, I've just I've decided. Um, and Ray's got he's got able replacements. He got a couple of people that he I think he's going to use. But Spit I just, bubbles. Um, no, not spit oh, bubbles, not that. stabby, stabby, not corn cob. Or... Stabby's more of a sideline reporter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about corn cob? <laughs> Who's corn cob? There's a corn cob? Wasn't there a corn cob? No, just uh, all I know is spit bubbles and stabby. Yeah, those are the big was, two. I thought there was a corn cob. <laughs> oh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> all right, but I but I'll I'll make a few cameos. But no, it's just going to be nice to have some Friday nights off. Yeah. I've been doing that for you well, guys for, for example. Um, 
you're going to be on one of the Fry Fest panels, right? Yes. So, they actually, why part of the reason oh, I moved, cool. part of the reason I moved my oral surgery, I was supposed to have oral surgery two days before that. But when I told them I was doing that, they're like, yeah, put it back. So, so yeah. And it's going to be interesting. I, I'm thinking I may wear a mask to Fry Fest. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I mean, I'm just because I don't want to. I don't think I'm going to get. But you guys, you and Suter need to look up. uh, Did you see the story coming out of Israel? They're starting to encourage. They have people that are six months into their double vaccination by Pfizer that are getting pretty ill. Older people. I mean, I. I I, Jan and I are wearing a mask. Yeah. When we go. When are you going to be eligible for your booster shot? Because didn't you? Uh, November. You're getting. October, November. Okay, I was going to say, yeah, because I'm still but only three what months. Okay, but what, yes, they're getting ill. I mean, they're not dying, but some are yeah. getting hospitalized. Yeah. But we don't, we'd like to avoid that. Yeah. That's expensive. But, but, but few, they're, I mean, I don't want to die. I don't and, either. And as long as you don't die, you know, I, I've been sick before. Hell, I, I don't want to get sick, to be honest with you. But yeah. I don't think there'll be a lot of people wearing masks at FryFest, do you? No, no. And the thing not. I'm doing is inside. No, I mean, I don't think there'll be a lot of people. I mean, when you go to Kinnick, there's not going to be a lot of people because, you know, you're going to have them come from northern and, and western Iowa, uh, Steve King country. Mm-hmm. Uh, you well, know. And that's going to be a fry fest. They come in a day early for that. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. you know, so be it. But I'll be wearing a mask. I'll go you. to Fry Fest. I've got a I'll text a here from Casino Man saying that he thinks the uh, KMRY staff should wear masks, <laughs> which I think is kind of mean. <laughs> That's mean. That's mean. <laughs> we can't end on a mean note. We gotta, no, I don't want to end on the let's, mean note. Let's go back to, again. You're, you want to do the number one more time? <laughs> yeah. Is he still mowing? <laughs> let's do the number one more time. What's his name again? Aaron. Always Aaron. Mowing LLC, 563 505 8644. And yeah. be patient. If he doesn't answer right away, he'll he get sure back to you. the mic. Because he's always mowing. He's always mowing. got to leave a voice Always mail. mowing. Yeah. It, the Quad Cities. I assume he has a staff he, that also mows. No. It no, is that's just why he's always mowing. Yeah. You imagine being part of his staff? They'd be like, hell, I don't want to be always mowing. It's like John Henry's just going to collapse and die when he's done. No, he's not. He'll get somebody else. He just started this. But he's not going to expect the people working for him to be always mowing. And this mowing. is just the Quad Cities, so, because we got people for some reason listen to Oh, yeah. Somebody like Des Moines will listen to quad us. Ci- yeah. Quad Cities only. Yes. So there you go. Yeah. Oh, we're, not done. we're not done with him. Oh, no. <laughs> we are not done with all this. No, because you have to introduce Suter to this. Uh, well, I think next time you guys are on. What I want to do is do it enough to where Suter gets angry with it. Or <laughs> well, you just beat is, something yes. like a dead horse to that where. Oh, like, like he doesn't three... get the Pee Wee in the theater thing. Yeah. That bothers him. <laughs> That'll be like three minutes. No, that's. That. And then when you know you've crossed that threshold, then it gets better. <laughs> the pencil against the. You know, looking at his cell phone. <laughs> you'll say something like, Suter, you think he's still mowing? No. <laughs> And he'll get right up on the mic with that, no. Yeah, that's when it's the best. That's when you know he's had it. <laughs> We're done. Okay, thanks again for our three guests, Vicki Brown, Brittany Brown, and Lisa Salucci. We appreciate Iowa helping to arrange those interviews, and everybody have a good, safe Wednesday. Blogfanatic.com, it is free. Summer of the Arts brings music that the whole...